0: Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeau. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches.
1: Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching.
0: Today, we're going to talk about the popular topic, coaching versus other similar disciplines. And we get this often. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I was going to ask you to read something that you wrote from a Lumia blog, which I think can be a great way into this conversation.
1: Yeah. Therapy has become a catch-all term that runs the gamut of mental health services and techniques. In reality, a therapist is trained in the workings of the human mind and has a particular license to practice psychotherapy. These professionals have undergone advanced training, usually at the master's or doctoral
0: level. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, a lot of students, and we get this all the time, are asking, you know, what's the difference between coaching and and say therapy? What's the difference between coaching and other things? And they say this because uh, they want to stay in their lane and they're afraid. That they're going to uh, put the shingle under their door that says coaching, but then they're going to be being you know practicing "quote unquote" therapy.
1: Absolutely, and 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 I have to say, it's a valid question. It's probably one of the number one complaints that the International Coaching Federation gets in terms of mm-hmm. their ethics board. Mm-hmm. And folks don't need to be scared of this.
0: Yeah. I, I always say, listen, you know, um, be your fear is going to prevent you from actually shining.
1: A hundred percent. And, you know, I think a nice way to a- approach this is experientially. So I've worked with a therapist and I've worked with a coach. And a lot of times we talk about this from the perspective of, what it's like as a coach or a therapist to be practicing your cl- craft, but what about from the perspective of a client? Mm-hmm. You know, what does it feel like when you're in a therapeutic session, and your therapist is actually helping you treat depression or treat anxiety? Um there's a a huge differentiation between what you experience as a client of therapy and a client of coaching. What is your observation?
0: Well, you, you said something that I wanted to really italicize and that is the word treat. And this is what I tell uh, our students is that you are not treating someone for a personality disorder. You're not treating someone for um, even, you know, depression, you're, you're, uh, you're coaching, you know, and also, therapy, we kind of live more in the processing of the past. Coaching is more, uh, future driven, although as a coach, don't be afraid to talk about the past because that's one's complete story, you know? And so a lot of coaches when, uh, in session, they, you know, they're starting to talk about childhood. They get very afraid. They start slamming the brakes and I think it ruins the session, you know, just know that you're not treating them.
1: So let's talk about, that, that term treatment, right? Um, I just, I had a really great coaching session with my own coach this week. And and what we did in that session was we dumped out all the life Legos and we actually strategized, we made a plan. Um, There are a couple of conversations, meetings that I have coming up and I needed a second set of eyes and ears on um, what information I needed to bring to those meetings, Mm -hmm. the key points that Mm -hmm. I needed to pull out. And with my coach, we identified what the priority was. We moved into a space where we were saying, okay, what's the game plan? And then we took a look at any blockers that I might face, whether they're mental or emotional, around actually delivering the message that I needed to be heard. Mm -hmm. In, In a therapy session, I'm somebody who, who suffers from depression from time to time. In a therapy session, um, if I'm meeting with my therapist and, and I'm depressed, I'm crying my eyes out. There's snot everywhere. I'm, I'm like just processing. I'm letting my thoughts flow into the lap of my therapist who's responsible for taking them and, and shaping them and moving me through the treatment. It's, it's, it is a co-active process. And there are a lot of great therapists who are who are really into partnering. But to a very large degree, the trust for running the session is in the lap of the therapist, where when you're working with a coach, it's a co-equal strategic partnership where we hold clear and equal responsibility for what needs to be done.
0: Ooh, that's a great point. So therapists more uh, or slightly more wearing the the hat of an expert, coach holding your hand, guiding you, going with you kind of thing.
1: Absolutely.
0: And and I got to say, you know, there's also a lot of therapists who, uh, and I may be one of them who don't treat a lot of, um, you know, they're, they're not, uh, uh, doing a lot of, um, opening the DSM and going through the access, you know, all the accesses and all that doing less diagnosis and actually coaching whether they know it or not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know?
1: Yes, very much so. And, and that's a really interesting point. So because therapists are so deeply trained in clinical treatment methodologies, um, it's not okay for coaches to conduct therapy in session, but it is totally okay for therapists to bring coaching mm-hmm. into a session because sometimes the client might benefit from that strategic lens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, you know, it's not like there's a light that goes on when you're coaching and then, you know, the light <laughs> turns off when you're doing therapy. It's uh it, it's all just one 50 minute experience. Um, and if you're gonna sit there and dissect it, you're just gonna drive yourself insane.
1: So I think, you know, approaching through the lens of therapy, what coaches need to know is that if you've never been trained as a therapist, you're probably not going to be conducting therapy in session because you literally don't know how to do it.
0: Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. I never even thought of that.
1: Yeah. And so the same is true of counseling. So counseling is another discipline that's really similar to therapy in many ways, but it's a shorter term intervention. Yes. And counselors utilize psychotherapy methods, um, thinking about like a school counselor or a drug and alcohol um, counselor. Uh, Therapists are licensed And they typically work in schools, hospitals, correctional facilities, mental health clinics, and social service agencies. Um, And, you know, the way I want to orient folks to this is a counselor is a person that a client turns to when there's a really specific issue that needs treatment. Mm -hmm. Have you ever worked as a counselor or have you ever worked with a counselor?
0: Yeah, I was a school counselor. Uh really. Get, I was a school counselor at a charter school to get my hours to become a therapist. Or part oh, of getting wow. my hours. Yeah. And I did that for uh maybe about a year and a half, uh, every day, high fiving uh high school kids and you know, using things like Connect Four as an intervention, <laughs> in board games and stuff.
1: I love that. Yeah. I love that. A social worker's are also folks who fill these clinical roles Mm -hmm. where they conduct counseling, where they conduct therapy. And for social workers, a master's degree and a license is required. So a social worker is a licensed clinical social worker. Um, Social work, uh, many of the different orientations of social work are solution focused, which is really similar to coaching. But again, you're really getting in there with someone's life to help treat um, a disorder that's, that's getting in the way.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and also <laughs> social, a lot of social, I mean, they, they're, they're really uh, the heroes uh, work in the trenches, making house calls, you know, going into a uh, sometimes dangerous, you know, DV situations. Uh, it's, it's, it's really important, but difficult work.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. And um, you know, there is specialized training to do that. I, um, my clinical education was part of an MSW program. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, in one of the classes, one of our professors was was really giving us real talk about needing to wear sneakers when you're going to make house calls in case you need to run.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Also, you know, possible dogs, you know, chasing after you, all that stuff.
1: And so, for that reason, I just want to celebrate all of the social workers out there. You know, social workers are so often um, the unsung heroes of underprivileged communities who are doing um, such important, vital, and life saving work in the field. And we love you. We thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And also, coaching is totally different. Yes. Yeah. Let's take a stab at consulting. Because this is another field, totally different from therapy. There is no treatment involved. Uh, We're not dealing with mental health issues or disorders that often gets confused with coaching. Why do you think consulting and coaching get mixed up?
0: When I think of consulting, uh, I think many people think of it as more of a um, business for some reason. I could be wrong.
1: No, Uh, you're, you're totally right. Um the Oxford Dictionary describes a consultant as a person who provides expert advice professionally. Mm. And usually um, consultants are hired to help people work on businesses and they give insight or strategy. Based on a really specific knowledge base. So, you know, in in our business, um, we hire consultants to help us with SEO or Mm -hmm. with, you know, the back end tech for for financial regulation um, and and many other things where we don't have a a really specific base of knowledge based on our lived work
0: experience. Yeah.
1: Have you ever worked with a consultant? Uh,
0: I have not. I have worked with therapists, I've worked with, uh, uh, you know, marriage counselors, and I've worked with life coaches, but not, I mean, I guess, you know, if you're, I have a financial planner in the, and by the way, because you told me that uh, (laughs) you did some, some readings and that uh, you need to relay the message that John needs to, to uh, get a financial planner. Um, In the last year, I, I got one. And so, I don't know if that's a consultant. I guess I guess that's that, consulting
1: that is a consultant. yeah, And the big difference between coaching and consulting is that a consultant literally tells you what they think you
0: should do mm. yeah. So it is a lot of advice. Welcomed advice,
1: welcome advice. important advice. And also, somebody else is in the driver's seat of your life when you're working with a consultant. They're telling you this is what you need to do, and so that there is not a co-equal partnership like coaching. Um, the consultant might engage in some degree of education with the client and say, "Hey, here's all the things you need to learn and think about, and here's what you need to do next." Right? Um, in your view, how's that different from coaching?
0: Well, in coaching, uh, you know, the misconception is people think that uh, uh, you should give advice, and maybe a lot of this comes from uh, consulting, so they see consulting and they kind of uh, classify it with coaching as well. And no, that's not true. With coaching, uh, you're creating a safe space uh, like a therapist, and uh, instead of doing therapy, you're asking asking a lot of questions that are driving the the needle forward. Um, you are making your client accountable. You are bringing things to the here and now, um, and you are goal oriented. Right? You're not living in the past. Uh, you're not treating someone for you know past traumas and stuff. Um, unless you're a trauma coach, but but coaching is more question-driven, moving the needle forward. How can we improve uh, your life?
1: Yeah. And for me, um, something that really stands out that was really intimidating to me when I was a young coach, but I've now learned that it is absolutely 100% true and something to be celebrated, is that you don't have to have... Um, a base of knowledge of your own in order to work with a client on something that they want to do. So mm-hmm. if I have a client whose goal is to really get into mountain climbing and climb Mount Everest, I know well don't have any technical knowledge whatsoever right. about mountain climbing. And yet as a coach I'm still a hundred percent able to coach that person really effectively through meeting their goal. If that same client has hired a consultant, I would really hope <laughs> that that consultant has actual technical knowledge in mountain climbing and mm-hmm. can give the client the best practices out there on how to do it, what gear to get, where to start, what's safe and what's not um, directing the flow of what somebody's going to be doing.
0: Yeah that's a great, uh, great definition.
1: Another area that uh, lives mostly in the professional realm uh, is mentorship. And that's another space that gets confused with coaching quite often. Do you have any mentors in your life?
0: I don't have any mentors that I pay. (laughs) The the mentors are, um, you know, just uh, people around me or Uh, uh, maybe, maybe some people I follow on social media that uh, I admire or I take from, um, but they don't know that I'm seeing them as mentors.
1: (laughs) That's fair. So you hit on something really important and that is that a, a mentor and mentee is not traditionally a paid relationship. Mm. It's traditionally um, a giving relationship. It's okay. it's reciprocal. Um, it usually occurs between somebody who's a senior person in a specific field, or employee, or a junior person who's in a specific field or at the same company, and the mentor is really just acting out of goodwill
0: right, to help like a, shape like somebody back. else. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay.
1: It's it's like giving back and often the the most i mean of course you know I- In our world, there are so many amazing mentors from, you know, I'm thinking about the Girl Scouts, basketball coaches, big brother, big sister. And also in the context that we're talking about, most often the mentor and mentee are both working at the same organization Mm -hmm. and that relationship puts an emphasis on the mentee learning how to navigate a particular organization. Mm. I think that something that is a really nice um, metaphor to think about the difference between mentorship and coaching is that a mentor is pouring knowledge in to the mentee, whereas in a coaching relationship, number one, it's paid, number two, it's co-equal, number three, it's strategic, and the coach is pulling information out Mm -hmm. of the client.
0: Now let me ask you this um, can you like be all of the above? can you wear uh i I guess you can you just can't wear all the hats at the same time
1: so in my own um in my own w- working with my own coach, um my own coach follows international uh, coaching federation standards best practices. my own coach is a mentor coach and and a really high level human. And there will be times when my coach has information, factual information that I don't have simply Mm -hmm. because she's lived longer, has had a lot more experience than I have and has a You know, this is, this is my maybe second rodeo. This is her 25th. Right. Mm -hmm, Um, So there will be times when she follows ICF standards and says, Noel, do I have permission to take off my coaching hat right now to share Mm -hmm. a piece of information with you?
0: So uh, letting the client know which hat you're wearing is what's important.
1: Absolutely. And that's the way to do it. If you happen to be in a situation in session where you as a coach have legit factual information that you'd like to offer to the client for consideration, it is okay, valid, appropriate, and most often a welcome to say, hey, is it okay with you if I take my coaching head off for a second and actually share something that I have known or learned personally so that you can mm-hmm. make a decision?
0: That's super helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when we're looking at the mentorship and coaching, what's important to note here is that the relationship between the mentor and mentee is often personal versus professionally sanctioned. And that's something that's really um, a strong differentiation. If you're ever questioning as a coach, where does this relationship fall? Well, is this professional relationship where you're hired to help your client meet a goal? Or are you just genuinely taking a personal interest in someone and helping them uh, with whatever it is that they want to accomplish?
0: Yeah, usually the mentor is someone that you personally know or like. And that's usually um, part of it is that you just admire this person. You usually don't uh, have a mentor that you you know, hate the person's character <laughs> or dislike them. Oh, as a person? Oh, yeah. seriously. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I mentor several people. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're folks uh, who I know through my community in Philadelphia. Some of them are coaches, some of them are um, aspiring entrepreneurs, and they have me on speed dial. Mm-hmm. um and and i get phone calls noelle somebody wants to invest in my business what do i do mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and you know that's the setup of that question is important you know they're not saying can you uh sit down can we have a session can you coach me through thinking about this they're saying ah, i don't know what i'm doing help um and i'll sit down and say all right let's hop on a call and and talk about you know What's up? And I actually give my opinion because I'm mentoring. I'm not coaching in that context. I'm right, talking yeah. from from the perspective of myself now being a 12 year seasoned entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, if is, you're listening to this, uh, hopefully this is helpful where you could uh, 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 distinguish, you know, um, the boundaries of coaching, mentorship, therapy, and counseling.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to close out with it, uh, there's a really nice definition of, of coaching. I was poking around to prepare for our chat today, and I found it on CNBC. And there was a, an article about, you know, life coaching and how does it work. And the pull quote is, life coaches, coaches work with functioning individuals who are looking to create a pathway to reaching set goals. Whether it's work, personal, or family, coaches act as unbiased thinking partners and hold their Mm. clients accountable typically by having weekly or bi-weekly sessions. And the process of coaching is effective because it unlocks previously untapped sources of imagination, productivity, and leadership.
0: Mm. Love it.
1: Me too. I love it. Thank you. For, I love uh, coaching.
0: Yeah. Thank you for, I, well, I love coaching just because it it fits what I want to do and how I want to help the people the most out of all of them. So
1: yeah, it's yeah, the great equalizer. I like it. Yeah. I mean, at, least, it, at least for me. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a humble, but powerful discipline. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening. And Noel, thank you for shedding light on um, all the different disciplines.
1: Absolutely. Have a great one. I'll talk to you Absolutely. soon.
0: Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a bold community to do it with.
1: Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms, while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything.
0: And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.